Have you ever seen uh, the Hamilton musical? You know, when I pause like that. So we went to see it and I walked out. I didn't like it. You walked out of Hamilton? I walked out of Hamilton. I know. It's pretty shameful. I know. Like... I just, I just didn't, it didn't, re- Diane and I, I'll blame it on my wife. No, it was my fault. Can we dive in? The art of inspiring and motivating teams for leaders. That's our theme for today. Uh, Metacasters is how do we, how do we as leaders uh, inspire the art and craft, the practice of inspiring and then motivating those pesky teams and those team members, those individuals that report to us and even that don't. Where do we want to start, Josh? Well, uh, I'm going to get us away from the art of. We have a nasty run of episodes that are the art of, so we're going to have to come up with different words. But we won't do that right now. Uh, But yes, coming off of the communication episode, we talked about how important that was, and there were things that we wanted to dig into further. Like, okay, so you communicate effectively, but what are the things that you need to communicate and inspiration was the first thing that popped into our heads separately. Like we didn't even talk about it. We uh, were discussing the episode and what we should talk about. Bob had effectively the same idea that I had because it is so important because that is a large part of your job. Oh yeah. Like twins. I mean, just like, look at us, you know, just perfect twins. Uh, It's like the movie twins and you can guess who's Danny DeVito. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> did you enjoy that did that feel yes. good to you it yes. did it, I, and i was attempting to inspire you with that comment of it, how it, connected we are it rolled off my back babe. yeah yeah so today's episode is all about how you inspire your teams and the fact that you need to like that's a core part of the job for many reasons one the, the job of whatever you're doing is hard. So like having to slog away at something for weeks, months, years, whatever the, the term is for you and your team, whatever your team is building, that's a, that's a long arduous task. And you know, you finish that one and I bet you're going to do it again. So there's, there's like, okay, here we go. How is this project different than the last one? How are we going to get fired up? How are we going to make sure we bring the best to us? And that is a responsibility that you as a leader have. One thing I think of is um, I, I, when I teach uh, leadership classes, I talk about a leader has a responsibility to become a why inator and to explain why um, continuously. Why, why are you building this story? Why are we building this app? Uh, what problem are we trying to solve? Why does it matter? Uh, and really, and to me, that that inspires if you're artful in doing that. And it's a, and I talk about the notion of a compelling why. So we're building this because Josh, the CEO said so, right? That's a why, but that doesn't get me. <laughs> that, yeah. that actually is a negative. That's a counter why to me. That's not going to get me jumping out of bed in the morning. That's not going to get me in, you know, excited. It's not going to inspire me. Uh, now, for me nowadays, if you connect it to how does it make the world a better place, how does it uh, help people, things like that, I really jazz me up. 
uh, for me personally in my work. And then if someone's talking to me about that. So, so it's, it's sort of the purpose, the why, connecting it. Uh, the other thing is I think you have to connect that message. to So different generations have different connectors for why. Um, my, you know, so I'm a boomer and boomers, there is a little bit of do it because I said so in boomers and that'll jazz me up. Uh, whereas whatever generation X, Y, Z's, or you're going to have to connect to a different, like a different energy source. So as a, you can't just have one size fits all in your inspiration. That's actually a challenge for me. Uh, and I try to grow into it and I'll ask people for help. Like, did that land or what would have been a better way to land that? So I can get some, uh, you know, sort of general generational dexterity. You know, I was, uh, the son of boomers. So I've straddled both sides of that. And I certainly have a very strong internal motivation of I have a job and I'm going to do it well. What has flip-flopped is the ability to be mobile, not like physically with your career and your job. When I was coming out of college the first time I changed jobs, my parents freaked out because they're like, you're ruining your career. Like no one's going to want to hire you if you don't stay at a job for a long time, because in that generation, it was one of those things. And especially where I grew up, you know, you go to school maybe, uh, and then you find a company and you work there for 30 years and that's just what you do. And you slog through it. Whereas with the advent of industries like ours and software, your mobility within your career drastically changes. So you have more choices and your capability to say, I'm not happy here and to go do something about it is much greater because it's not, uh, well, there's like three companies in my city and I'm going to work for one of them and which one's like the least bad. Right. Uh, and really it's accelerated now with after COVID and, remote work. It's not even just like, okay, I got to be able to drive into the office. It's I can work for a company that's on the other side of the country. So that has right. changed the way people think about what they're getting value from the career that they've chosen. The other thing I want you to think about for inspiration is so why is inspirational? Um, I, I met a question. I want you to think of positive inspiration and negative inspiration as a leader almost like a battery, whereas we're, you know, maybe we start net, net neutral, or if there's some bias or some, you know, bad actors in the company, if you join a group, it might be net, net, slightly negative. But now you're entering in that space. And, and so from an inspiration point of view, what are you doing? Are you raising the battery? Are you staying neutral? Or are you being negative with the battery? Uh, why is one of those things, if you have inspiring whys, you're, you're, you're adding to the battery. You're charging the, the inspiration battery. If you're, if you're talking about just do it, just suck it up and do it, do it because I said so. And, and Josh, I still hear leaders to this day. Yeah. I would have thought that that went away. Yeah. Right. Do it because I'm the boss. Do it because I have hierarchical power, I, but it's still, it doesn't, it's still ineffective. It's probably even more ineffective today, but I still hear it quite a bit where people revert to that if they don't get the behaviors they want. So that's negative. So I want you to think about how are you, you know, in, in, inspiring. And if you're net, net negative, 
it's it's gonna you're gonna take a lot of work to go net net positive. It's not not like one good why story. If you've been a wiener for as a leader for like a year and just and and been obnoxious and told people to do stuff, and then you have one positive affirming why story, I don't think that flips the world on its ear. You have you have work to do. That's a nice start. And any reactions to that, Josh? Yeah, the what I've seen with leaders that struggle to make that transition something in their background has taught them that they can't trust their team. You go back to the first episode, we started with the reboot here and it started with trust. And it's, it's weird because I, I, I ask those leaders and I say, do you believe that members of your team come to work and they say, you know what, I'm going to do a shitty job and I'm going to go home happy because I, because I right. just, I screwed everything up. Like nobody wants to, I'm sure there's somebody, but the, the, the greater masses just want to make a difference. They want their work to mean something and they want to know that, Hey, the thing that I did delivered value for somebody and people yearn for that. And when you keep them at arm's length because you don't trust them. Uh, that's too much information, blah, 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 whatever your excuses are. That's because it's almost like they don't have this belief that humans are inherently good. And so it's like, well, I got to keep them in line. And it's like, no, right. you don't, you know, you, you need to empower them and then like magical things happen. But that, that hurdle of like, can I trust them with this information is just astounding to me. You know, did you ever hear that, that phrase though? I'm, I'm acting like my parents. So oh, yeah. that I, I agree, you know, I know my parents were, had some bad patterns uh, and I'm trying to change. And, but then I behave that way because that's how I was raised I'm wondering, Josh, I think I, I, my guess is that a part of it is they were never trusted. Yeah. Right. So they were, so they don't know what, like those leaders grew up not being trusted. Probably they might not be trusted now yeah. or fully trust, and they don't feel trusted. And so I think they're struggling with how do I, how do I even give it? Like I'm, they're not adept at doing it. I almost think it's like this huge trip or a transition that, like a pivot that has to happen mentally, mm -hmm. emotionally, where you have to just pivot into it when you, and and I think that's probably I've seen a lot of distrust hierarchically in organizations. It's not just the middle management, it's it's hierarchical trust, and it's really hard to extend it if no one's giving it to you. Uh, but that's yeah. the thing, or inspiration. It's really hard to inspire folks. If you're not being, you know, I'm being told what to do. You've been in this position, mm -hmm. right? I, I, I'm, I've been in this position. I think you and I were at a company where we were in this position <laughs> together. Yeah. Right. We're basically, we're being schlocked on the head to do it this way, but then we're trying to be the best darn leaders that we can. And there's, there's a disconnect between those two. And it's really hard. I'm not, I'm not providing an excuse. What I'm saying yeah. is I think the leaders need to self-awareness. And there needs to be a strong desire to pivot in uh, and to change it. 
it's like that fa- maybe the metaphor isn't bad it you know you're not going to change it unless you you change it otherwise yeah. it'll just keep cascading down i i i never had a really great leader that showed me what it was like my very first boss was young and he was good i look back and he was really good for where he was in his career but he wasn't there yet uh but i've built my leadership approach in the anti-mentor pattern of like okay i know what i don't want to be so then i have to find the, the the opposite so you have to be willing to stick your neck out and you know going back to like people just want an opportunity is with the holidays coming up it feels a lot like you're like you've been sat at the kids table and like hey just like stay over here yeah you know keep it down don't go crazy just do what you know don't just be good right whatever that means you know you had your parents um and then the the elation that people would feel that kids would feel is like hey I'm not at the kids table anymore. Right? right. And it was just like, it's weird, but it's like, okay, I've earned trust. I've earned something that I can now sit over here, which in the end doesn't mean anything different at all. Everything's still the same, but yep. it's, you've been empowered to have freedom at that point, as opposed to like, Hey, you're going to be over there on like that card table with a really uncomfortable yep. chairs, you know? Uh, so it's just well, and like we that. talked about it. It's extending trust, yeah. uh, empowerment, delegation, um, really building that, engendering that as a leader. That to me, the more trusted I am, inspires me mm-hmm. to to be a better leader. Uh, it really does. The more space I'm given, um, the more accountability and responsibility I'm given in in space. And it's maybe counterintuitive to a lot of the negative leaders we're talking about, but it really, it creates that, that sort of that inspiration. Yeah. I want to connect it to now in our, in our title, we were talking about inspiring and then motivating. And, mm-hmm. and I think we tease those apart. I, I want to, I think motivation. So inspiration is that outside driver. It's the energy. Uh, it's the sun going down on those solar cells and either it's, you know, it's shining or it's raining. It's really charging folks up as a metaphor. Now, motivation to me then is I have that inspiration. It's like, what do I do with it? So I don't, I don't think leaders can motivate people. I think they can inspire people or set the space for it. But I, I think motivation is an inside out job. Um, Josh, any reactions to that? Yeah. Uh, trying to motivate people feels like you're trying to like push a heavy blanket. You know, it's like you can push, you'll get a little bit of movement, but it's really not going to go anywhere. And it's almost like you're going up uphill. The motivation piece, as you said, is internal. It's like you have to motivate yourself to do whatever it is. And hopefully you're in a position where the inspirational view you have for the company or the product or the team that you're working for or with motivates you. And so now it's your job to cascade that and figure out how I can inspire members of the team to be motivated. 
You right. can't like flip a switch and be like, you're motivated now. It's no, I have to right. find a way to inspire you. And that inspiration will create the motivation within each member and or the team to get things going. So that's your job is to not tell them run faster. Uh, you can motivate them with pizza, I guess. I don't know, or free t-shirts or something, but that's not going to last very long, right? Like that's a, that's a momentary thing that you can maybe get a little bit right. of mileage out, but that's about it. The other thing is, I think there's a, you know, people talk about you motivated me or you demotivated me. I, so in the inspiration, I would put that on the leader. The leader has to inspire. You're, you're pushing it outward. Whereas the motivation, I think there's some self-accountability. Yeah. Like if I work for you, Josh, and you, and then I say, well, Josh demotivated me. Well, it's not just that Josh demotivated me or Josh motivated me in, in, in either direction. I play a part in that. There's right. So I have some responsibility on, on my mindset, on how I approach. Uh, I think leaders have to self-motivate largely. They have to figure out where they get energy. I mean, in a perfect world, they're getting energy from their inspiration, from their ecosystem of leaders around them. But if they're not, they still have that responsibility to inspire. And, and so they have to motivate themselves. And it's that inside out motivation, find something like listening to the Metacast. I'm sure like, like, you know, that battery metaphor. Oh my God. It's probably like topping yeah. it off. Like, right. Yeah, one minute just exploded, but <laughs> it was overloaded. Yeah, there's, a, there's a, exactly there. There's something overloaded in this Medicare. <laughs> so, but, but in all seriousness, you have to find something. Doesn't mean you can't have a down day, uh, but you have to motivate yourself. Uh, as a, as a leader in almost independently of your environment. Yeah. I mean, it comes with the, I think it comes with the job, um, reactions, Josh. As you were talking through that, you talked about folks that were demotivated or like blaming up now. Yes, you can be a bad leader and your attempt at inspiration just like does the the opposite. Like you aren't connected with your team. You don't really understand what they're going through. You're just trying to like turn a crank faster. But I, and I think most people aim to hire what would be labeled a self-starter. And I right. think that self-starter is really a indication of being able to motivate yourself to, to work through the tough stuff. Uh, because, you know, our jobs are not easy. If it was easy, you probably wouldn't get paid to do it. So that's one of those things that in the hiring process that people look for, and it does get that common label of, oh, well, they're a self-starter, you know, but in reality, it's how much how much do they need to become motivated to push through and make something special? Well, I mean, that's an indication we've talked in the, in past Metacasts about knowing when to hold them and fold them and things like that. Yeah. I think, I think if you can't self-motivate, if you can't bring it as a leader more days than not, then that's giving you an indication that you need to change something. Either yeah. change jobs or change roles or change companies. Uh, because that that comes, that's, that's you know, the cost of entry into leadership is being able to bring it, I think. And being that inspiration, 
I, I do think there's a spiral here. You know, good leaders are spiraling it up in general. Mm-hmm. And and if you're not, there's a spiraling down. So there's a momentum. So maybe I'm I'm tying that to the battery. There's a momentum thing that that can happen. Yeah. We're either spiraling. I don't think spiraling neutral. Maybe that's possible. But I usually think it's you're either you're either inspiring up and the motivation is rising or or in the reverse direction. So you, yeah. of course you want to get that up thing going. Josh, where do we want to land it? We're coming close to time. What do you think? I do. I do want to ask you a question. I got something on my mind that I want to tackle. Um, We'll see if it makes it in the final version. But in thinking it through, it feels like the further up you go, the less inspiration you get. You know, like you you talked about as a leader, like you have to self-motivate more. And why do you have to self-motivate more? It's because you're inspired less. And I think we too often accept that and just like, well, that's part of the role. And yes, there's all kinds of factors of the higher you go, the less feedback you get. So like, it's harder to figure out how things are going. Well, you, you likely don't have one-on-ones or anything. You're like, you're just which is part of the deal of, hey, you want empowered and you want the right. responsibility and that comes with the territory. But I I do think it's fair for us to say um, I'm not inspired as a leader. And so maybe I need to go somewhere else where I'm inspired, whereas the natural thing is, hey, like suck it up, you know? Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think the phenomenon is not so much hierarchical. Like as I go up, yeah. I, I so I what am I what I'm trying to what I'm thinking about is I think it's related to this curve of leadership effectiveness. You know, I've talked I, I've talked in the past about you know eighty percent or more of leaders are mediocre to poor, mm-hmm. and the excellent. So there's a my you know there's a small number of great leaders. So I think if you went up and you have a great leader, like a great CEO, yeah. is going to uh, you're good. They're going to inspire the organization. Steve yeah. Jobs wasn't maybe he had foibles as a leader, but Apple under Jobs was focused, was mm-hmm. energized, was proud of themselves. There was I think they were inspired. Yeah. I mean, so I get inspired by watching his videos. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, and I think he inspired leaders in the organization. I think the problem is there's not a, there's not a lot of those folks around. Yeah, I gotcha. And, and so, mm. so value them. Ralph Kasuba inspired me and that's why I followed him around. He inspired me and I was motivated and I shared that with people below me. And I think Ralph, when folks in my group interacted with Ralph, he created that, that inspiration in the mm-hmm. group, but there's not a lot of, I hope he's not watching this because it sounds like I'm putting him up on a pedestal, but there's not a lot of people like that. There's not a, yeah. there's not a lot of Josh's mm-hmm. right around. So, so anyone viewing this, you need to go get a Josh. Even, but even if you have to resort to a, a bobbleheaded version of Josh. Those are probably you, the best. They don't talk back. <laughs> well, and I have to. I have, and their little heads are leaning to the side. 
<laughs> no, they are built with industrial grade springs. That's the only way we, <laughs> they we, need to, we be, be able right, to manufacture right. that. All right. Yeah. That was, I think that was a good, I mean, there, there are these dynamics, these, there are organizational dynamics. Yeah. Um, I wish, again, I, I think part of leadership responsibility is to move on. I think, I think a lot of, too many leaders find excuses to stay in stasis. Yeah. And, and that's not helping organizations. So, yep. Okay. I feel better. Thank you for letting me tackle that. All right. Hey, Metacaster. So from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina. And from beautiful downtown Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Here it comes. Wait for it. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all.